0: Till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees and cancer knocked out our door. We got kicked in the ass. We gave lots of sass. For when it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark.
1: Hi, I'm Mimi Hall. And I'm Leanna House. And you're listening to Thanks Cancer. We are two cancer friends. And we're not doctors. We're not nurses. We're not shrinks. We're not psychics. We're not
2: shamans. No, and cancer's pretty hard, too. I mean, so Cancer's a little hard. You might hear some swearing words some in swears. the episode. Ben, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish that we had when we were going through our treatment. I'm ready to go. Let's do it. So we're talking about one of my favorite topics today because I have two cats. We're talking about Cats. Well, we're talking about pets. Talking about animals. Yeah. This is probably going to center more on cats because I have cats, but we're talking about pets and cancer.
1: Between the two of us, we don't know very much about dogs.
2: Well, I know a bit about dogs, but not dogs and cancer because I've always had dogs in my life, but not whilst having cancer. And I, I mean, here's the thing. This is one of the things that came up for me and one of the reasons I want to do this. I was told not to get pets during the time that I had cancer and
1: I really wish I had I know I wish I had to I tried like I wanted to but I also like wasn't sure how much I could do and people around me thought it was a bad idea Mm -hmm. and like some people around me thought it was a good idea but I also like trying to clean up after someone else when I'm like not knowing how the chemotherapy is going to affect me, for example. Like, it just seems seems like a big decision to be making in the heat of the moment.
2: With hindsight being twenty twenty,
1: Yes. If you were to do it again, would you get a cat? I would 100% get a cat if I did it again. Me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, me
2: too. I got cats after, you know, when I was pretty much in the clear. But... I think I call BS because everyone was like vaguely saying, like, well, you shouldn't do that. Like, bacteria and viruses. And they were all very vague and like, well, maybe you can't pick up your cats. And, you know, that's true to a point. But and like, like who's going to clean the litter box? Really? You know, you, there's, well, we'll go through some guidelines or their protocols, but like, there's ways to do it. You know, there's definitely
1: ways to do but it. They don't take and away
2: your pets when you get cancer, by the way.
1: Like, <laughs> you don't say, like, no, sorry. <laughs> okay. My most popular tweets are. Are people talking about their animals. But th- like because they're totally non judgmental. They're cuddly sometimes, cats.
2: As long as you know them and you. I mean, this is the thing, I can kind of understand because when you're getting to know ya like, in, or if you have, God forbid, kittens, that's oh, not I great. Wouldn't,
1: I wouldn't have kittens. Uh, no. Well, but you have company. And yeah. a lot of what I went through with cancer, like I just needed someone there. Well, we're going through that now too. So I started out quarantine living on my own. Yeah. And living in a one-bedroom apartment. And I would go out every day and, like, take a walk. But, like, socially distanced from everyone. You can't touch anything. You can't touch anything. You can't be outside without a mask. And three months later, three months into quarantine, I moved in with two cats. With me. Thank God. <laughs> Thanks,
2: cancer. Thanks, cancer. Uh, for us was... <laughs> for to be committed during dark
1: times. Well, it has made such a difference. Because I didn't realize, like, how, how bad it was until... I realized how much better it was with pets because, like, it's so entertaining all the time. Like, the cats will come up to me and, like, meow until I follow them to, like... What they need. (laughs) (laughs) They're very demanding and it's, like, very entertaining.
2: Yeah. They're really, like... I just... I have to say, like, I always say to them every day, like, you give me reason to live. And I think that's a good reason to encourage people who are going to cancer. If you have had pets and you don't know them right now and you want to adopt a mellow older cat, you know, mellow
1: older cat is like the
2: perfect cat. For exactly. You. That's the cancer cat.
1: And when people say, oh, I wish there was something I could do to help. And you can be like, you know, what would really help? Can you come over and clean the litter box?
2: Oh, yeah, baby. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I love that. I love that too. Well, also, here's a thing, too. And this is a difficult discussion, and this is just a difficult discussion with people who have cancer or people who are older. Who's going to take the cat
1: if you die? Okay, because you might. Because, well, you could. I guess we could always get hit by a boss, right?
2: Yeah, but chances are, if you've got cancer, and it's bad. You know, like... Look, so-
1: if you are any sort of pet owner with cancer or without, I think that you should have a plan for what happens to your pets if you die.
2: Well, and also, I just want to say, like, if my cats were at medical releases. Someone got very sick, and my cats had to be adopted. And within a day and
1: a half, they were adopted, too. That's because they are the best cats.
2: Magical.
1: The best cats pets that I've ever I don't know I had I've lived with some good animals but I've lived some
2: good and some bad like I've lived with some very peculiar particular like they like a certain people and then they attack everyone else at their
1: ankles and stuff okay so did you have access to any pets while you were sick did you have no access so, to any pets
2: well my yeah, my soulmate's lady Actually, while she was going through cancer, and this really okay. inspired me, adopted two huge white fluffy dogs. I think they're Alsatians, and they were amazing. They were like these like sort of Nordic white dogs, and we would go on walks with them, and it was great.
1: Okay, so right after you were newly diagnosed, you got set up in a mentorship program with yeah, someone who had Two pets. huge fluffy dogs. And how often did you see the fluffy dogs? I mean, like once a month.
2: We'd go okay. for a walk. She'd come over here, and it was like she said it was great for her when she was going through cancer because people would come up to her and talk to her, and her name is Angela.
1: And Pets do make you very approachable.
2: Yeah, and she said it was a great way of her forcing her to get out.
1: I mean- The forcing forward, the, you know? The dogs for that are great great like yeah. when i went through some of my reconstruction surgeries um, I had my sister take care of me, and she came over for a couple of days to like sleep over and hang out. And but then she had to go back to work, and I was like, "Could you leave your dog?" So she and had, what kind of a dog was it? Um, a little French bulldog named oh, well, that's Gross, a size. And she was like, "Well, you'll have to like take him out and pick up his poop," and I'm like, "I will totally do that." Yeah. Because a French bulldog was like the perfect level of activity, which is not. Yeah.
2: I kept <laughs> trying to shame my parents. I'm still kind of trying to do this. You know, our senior citizens it's not very nice. But anyway, even shame them
1: into getting pets. Well, shame is not a great motivator. You should, like, excite them. I mean I,
2: I try all of it and I grew up with with a menagerie I mean just like it was like birds and rabbits and dogs and cats and gerbils and you know I mean it was always everything that was available to me and I think that's another thing too is like if you're from that um, and you want that continue to be a part of your life you do want to expose your biome to it I mean I'm constantly unfortunately exposed to like bird and cat and probably possum shit too you know what I mean and all sorts of stuff like living here in the city but like do think about it like if you want your life to include animals and included it before you're wiping out your biome and you want to sort of reintroduce that
1: Uh, but there there are some animals that you shouldn't you yeah. should not, no. like, during your immunocompromised time, which is not just when you're actively getting um, chemo or actively getting radiation, like, you should give yourself some time. So give yourself some time, like, to recover beyond that. Well, let's talk about the issues, okay? Right. Tell me the issues. So, bites
2: and scratches. Obviously, you have to avoid that, right? Okay. Okay. Feces and urine. I don't think I need to go into the details on this because, like, we all kind of get where that would be an issue. Licking saliva and vomit. Ew. Yeah. And then some germs, of course, can be picked up by touching or petting the animal. You know what I mean? So you just have to wash your hands. I mean, it's unfortunately, like, during these COVID times, this is pretty much, like, the rules for everyone. Um,
1: <laughs> we've learned so much. In we've COVID come so far. We're
2: all cancer, cancer patients now. We're all dealing oh, with viruses. The world has um, cancer. Okay, so there's some pets, though, that you definitely should not get involved with. Um, okay,
1: so those would be... Reptiles. So no bearded dragons, mm-hmm. no... Um, what about a terrapin? Can Especially,
2: you a so if you have a weak... No, but here's the deal. It's like, it's all about what treatment you're getting. And if you're getting stem cell treatment or bone marrow transplant, you should not keep reptiles. Okay. Okay, because they can have salmonella. Okay, no reptiles. Right, and it's just your weakened immune function. It'd be really, really difficult because it can be, like, hard to avoid. Like, you can just cross-transmit with you and your reptile, which is creepy. Oh, Yeah, really? I know, like super Spider-Man weird shit. You couldn't sue. Who knows? Can you get superpowers? I don't know. I don't think so. I think you probably just die. No, maybe, like, not ideal. a few microscopic percentage points, but I don't think so. okay. Chickens and ducks, uh, that makes me super sad. So
1: now is not the time to get backyard chickens. No, don't do that now. Let buy others it. Or,
2: or if you have them. Here's just if you're like so blessed. Like I was not. Like if you have someone else to take care of them,
1: obviously. Like that's fine. <laughs> that's always that's always the now, goal. I
2: love this one. This is on the American Cancer Society website, by the way. Rodents and pocket pets.
1: <laughs> what are pocket pets? <laughs> I don't know. Any pets that you can fit in your pocket? They are. I mean, if you have a big enough pocket, and are like really determined. Like <laughs> <laughs> cat,
2: a small dog. Yeah, oh, sure. Um,
1: or a kangaroo, um,
2: hamsters, uh, gerbils, rabbit. mice, guinea pigs, and ferrets often carry salmonella. So, guys, salmonella is like the main issue with all of these pets. So, also don't cook chicken. I guess if you choose to keep pets like these, they should stay inside and away from other animals that may have infections. Right, just like we can quarantine your pets. Yeah, you just have to quarantine with them. And then it just says other exotic pets. So just like no crazy exotic pets, like monkeys, chinchillas, primates, and other exotic pets.
1: I mean, why are you having a monkey? I'm pretty sure that's
2: illegal. Well, they're also more likely to bite, according to the American Cancer Society.
1: <sighs> Sorry. Well, I, think I was bitten. they would
2: know. I was bitten by a monkey when I was a little girl because I just thought at Bassett's Wild Animal Farm and Brewster, I thought it was just so magical that I could like I wanted to commune with the monkey, I wanted to get closer to it. So I stuck my finger in and it bit me. And I had to go get a horrifying tetanus shot after that, and a lot of different shots. And I learned the lesson that like primates are no jokes.
1: We got getting bitten by them. Me and my sister wandered off into the woods. In Mexico, one time. Yes, this story. When (laughs) when I was 17, when I was 15 and she was 17. It was right right after your mom died. Right after mom died, we wandered off into the woods in Mexico and there was a couple of monkeys tied up, like in the woods. And those are guard monkeys. And so we played with them and got pictures of the monkeys sitting in our laps. Like, those are wild animals. We could have gotten, like, mauled by a monkey. Monkey okay. mauling in Mexico. <laughs> I'm more concerned
2: about the people who were keeping the monkeys shooting you. Okay,
1: I don't think. It those was... monkeys were guard monkeys. You. Did the, the, the people really have guard monkeys? Yes. Like in Mexico, Mexican yes. guard monkeys. Yes, that's completely a thing. I'm just glad you're fine. Okay, if anyone has you. any backup for this monkey guard monkey thing, um, this is no monkey business. No monkey business. Okay,
2: are we having protocols? That was a protocol. Okay, so a protocol like, is don't, don't keep don't... all the pets with oh, someone oh, yeah. is and the protocol. Don't a
1: pre- approach no Mexican pocket pets. monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> no pocket monkeys, no pocket no, pets, no Mexican monkeys or pocky pets. Actually, don't be racist. No monkeys. No. <laughs> no new world monkeys. No old world monkeys.
2: And no primates. No. Well, we are primates. No, but no pets. And I can I just say again. If you've been keeping these animals and you want to keep keeping them, I strongly encourage you. I do understand why people told me not to get new pets whilst going through cancer. But I also think it was kind of not good for me. I would have been a lot happier with these cats, but then I wouldn't have these cats. And so
1: I would have been a lot happier with a pet that I didn't have to borrow but look into borrowing a pet like maybe you yeah have someone who has a dog that's or a good cat protocol. that you can like borrow for short periods of time and yeah. then they can take all of the other responsibility and that sounds really nice you could get a pet voucher a pet voucher <laughs> <laughs> like is that a thing oh my god when someone is like oh if there's anything i can do for you be like hey can i borrow your dog for a week?" Yes. <laughs> Or can you, can can we go for
2: some, no, I asked that. My friend Song has a great dog. It's a French bulldog also. And I would sometimes just be like, can we go for a walk with your dog? Can I hang out with your dog? Or like bring the dog to visit. Yeah, no, the whole thing. Bring the dog to visit, whatever. Just find your pets. Get your pet on.
1: Okay. Get pet. Get pet. And I think that's great. I mean, and Um, you know. Also, be realistic about how much you can do or have, like, good backups.
2: I was going to say, backup pet plan. Like, you should have a godmother. So, Leanna is the godmother. I have been the godmother for these cats yeah. for a long time. Right. And then I also have, I'm sorry, Leanna, but I have a backup godmother plan, too. <laughs> no, idea. There's layers. There's like, Well, because, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And so, I die, right, so I've got several layers of backup cat plans just in case. And these cats have some fans, so it's going to work out. But have Any your these, backup cat plan. These are amazing cats. Sure. Thank you. Bee- I Bee- love them. BB and Benny. Benny are my kitties. So I adopted them from the MSPCA when they were three years old with a boyfriend. And I felt like they would be like our BB cats. And then he broke up with me. And then Benny was so there for me. Like he actually like... Would hold me in his little cat arms or legs, whatever they are. And one time he wiped away my tears and I was just like, Benny, oh my God, I love you so much. And you know how great he is. He just hops into your arms. He's amazing.
1: And like having that, I don't know, physical comfort. He's such a strange cat. He is a strange cat. He's not always a cat. You think he's part human. I don't know if we can verify that. I don't know, but he
2: acts so human. And then the Biebs, his sister, is just so... Elusive. She's so elusive. Her original name is Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-I, with like a
1: heart Oh, over I don't like that. Beauty.
2: And I was like, <laughs> that's just dumb. So I call her BB, but she is beautiful. I mean, she is beauty. She's super soft and minxy. And they love each other most of the time. They fight a lot. I do get scratched. I worry about my implants sometimes. Do you think that cats can pop my implants? For sure. Oh, my God. Yeah, look. Like, so last night in in this room we're very much recording in right now. I was doing a TV binge and Benny was laying on my chest and I was wearing a t-shirt like I am now and then BB jumped in the room and scared the hell out of him and then he leapt up with all of his claws extended and like like sp- scr-
1: made massive scratch marks I on am me gonna, I'm gonna see if breasts. there's any um, verified incidences of your implants being popped by a cat
2: so I try to trim their nails
1: it's well, just a delicate he like has claws I mean I did I did trim them. Um, they're like 5 centimeters long or they're something.
2: They're long. And, they're and even the more I like it's like I trim them and they just grow back. I mean, he's he's a cat, you know? I mean, that's what they do. So, I do think you should just
1: like trying to teach your
2: implants pop by the cats.
1: Okay, so be realistic, <laughs> but like really look into getting an animal because maybe you need something to take care of. Also, just something that gives you unconditional love no matter what you look like. I mean,
2: because most people are going to be very affected by the way you look, and you look kind of funky at different points in your cancer treatment, obviously. So, like, just having someone who loves you unconditionally? Yeah, I don't know. And just to love something unconditionally, she would have a reason to get up in the morning. I think George W. Bush said one of the most humbling things for him was getting up in the morning and scooping his cat's poop in the litter box. It, like, centered him, and I always, like, sort of loved that about him, even though I didn't vote
1: for him. And it's also, like, moving you forward. It's forcing forward a bit. It is forcing forward, but in a very loving way. I mean, Benny
2: hops up on me in the morning, and he's just—it's just like so obvious. Like I have to do it for him. Well, I think you know. that we have to thank Benny then, and Benny, he's right here. Benny, I shiny like a penny. He came in here for the beginning of the pod and the end of the pod. He just wanted <laughs> to make sure that it was okay. He's our guest, our <laughs> guest host. I mean, Benny, do you do you want to say something? Meow.
1: He, he's a quiet man. He is. He's taciturn. Unless we're outside without him, and then suddenly he's like, Mah! And thanks to Elusive Beebe. Oh, Elusive Beebs. Who is not here. <laughs> she's
2: not here. She's no, She's like, the paparazzi, do not throw but me. But
1: she is still with us in spirit. Beebe's superstar. And thanks, Cancer. Thanks, Leanna. Thanks, Cancer. Thanks, Bames. Thanks, Pets. That was our episode. Thanks for listening to Thanks Cancer.
2: If you guys enjoyed
1: this episode, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Thanks Cancer. And please, we'd love to hear from you, your stories, your protocols. Exactly. Advice that you have to share with the community. So send us your audio files at info at
0: traffic stopped you lay on the horn and you ask yourself where is my cancer unicorn but we're at the gate with your cancer card we're your passport date cause cancer's damn hard oh thanks cancer thanks cancer thanks cancer victories in the dark